Alright everybody, good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. After a little bit of a hiatus last week, I apologize. Uh, some travel plans, so unfortunately couldn't get to it. But uh, two for the price of one this weekend as we have Saturday action in the NFL. Three games today. Full slate tomorrow. Fantasy playoffs are upon us. Wiz, good morning. Yeah, good morning. It's exciting stuff. we got three games today and the uh, rest of the card tomorrow and, uh, of course, the one game on Monday night. So looking looking forward to it. Very uh, very interesting the way uh, it turned out here, I have to say. With uh, the scheduling, it makes it, uh, as we were talking about a few minutes ago, it makes it uh, a little, uh, you know, challenging, if you will, <laughs> about, you know, the moves and everything like that. But, uh we're going to take it on. Yeah, it is it is complicated. It's complicated with injuries. Star players like Tyree Kill, what do you do with that player? I'm in a situation where i got to make a choice between one spot at the moment, which is either play Tyree Kill. I have George Pickens going today. I have Demario Douglas coming off IR tomorrow. You know, what to do? You know, at this point in time, uh, you know, players like Hill, are, if, if you have him on your roster, he's likely been a significant reason why you're in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those dilemmas that you have to deal with, and, you know, we're, we're going to figure it out. Additionally, Wiz, um, I, I think weather is going to be an impact this weekend in a couple of different places. I'm not a soothsayer, so I can't 100% say with certainty what's going to happen, but it looks like along the East Coast that Miami Jet game will certainly be impacted by at least by wind. Uh, Carolina-Atlanta looks to be complicated. Uh, a little bit of rainstorms in the Midwest. I have my kind of eye on that cowboy Dallas game, which uh, is one of the premier matchups of the week and, and how weather could potentially impact that. Now, for the most part, very warm, unseasonably warm you know, all over the place. We're talking about temperatures in Green Bay in the mid-40s and in Buffalo in, in the low 50s. So it's kind of remarkable in, in that regard, but nonetheless, it looks like rain and wind could play a part in your fantasy schedule, and you'll have to take a, a lot of things into consideration. Yeah, yeah, and no, this is always... Uh... This, this is always a challenging time of year in fantasy football, especially if you have kickers and quarterbacks and, you know, defenses in the Northeast and you have potential for, for you know, as you said, wind and other uh, weather factors uh, coming into play. So Yeah, and, you know, for, you know, it's funny, Wiz, you know, here it is. You look at a, a remarkable story that's been going on all year in the NFL. Whether people are paying enough attention to it, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is what Brandon Aubrey has done as a kicker, uh, in his first year, a rookie kicker, never kicked in college, and the numbers that he is putting up. And, and then, you know, I've had a couple of people ask me this week, oh, you know, and, and obviously Aubrey last week, monster week in fantasy. Uh, I, I saw the forecast in Buffalo, do I start Aubrey? And, you know, I, <laughs> you know Aubrey has been just monster this week. I, you know, I have the situation, I'm, I am starting Aubrey, uh, that leg is too difficult to ignore. But what that player has done this year is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, he's making those long kicks look easy. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we're at a time in football where just I'm amazed how many um, kickers make these, you know, 57, 58-yarders. Look like it's nothing. You know, years ago, uh, for a people kicking a kick of 55-yarder was – Incredible! Uh, the other, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, Jake Elliott went out there and tied a game with a 59 yard. I mean, like it was nothing. So, yeah, um, inc- incredible with the ability of some of these kickers uh, in the NFL today. Yeah, I think uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, I think the make rate in, in kicks 
currently is over 85%. Am I, I think I'm right about that, right? I'm pretty sure it's yeah. over 85%. That, that's yeah, all, it, all it, kicks. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's something along those lines. It's just, uh, it, it, it's incredible, but you know, to make them in week seven is one thing and make them on the road in the cold in a playoff game. That's another thing. And we'll see, um, how these kickers do once it gets to playoff time. He, as, as you mentioned, was that that kick that Elliot made, by the way, was a, on a disgusting night with a wet field. <laughs> it really was, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, now in addition to fantasy implications, uh, there are significant implications when we look at this Saturday rotation of games. Um, all of these teams are either already in a playoff position or on the cusp of a playoff position. I think in the case of the... Detroit Lions, they are in first place in their division, but that is starting to slip a little bit. They've had a couple of uh, wonky performances the last few weeks, uh, so they look to get it on track in the the nighttime game tonight uh, against Denver. But, uh, you know, your Vikings go into Cincinnati with a game with significant implications for the playoffs, and, and as well as the reeling Steelers playing against the Colts. And in those first two matchups, Wiz, of, of the day today, all of those starting quarterbacks were not starting at the beginning of the year. You know, no Joe Burrow, uh, obviously Minnesota, no Kirk Cousins. Uh, right now, Kenny Pickett is under, under the shelf. Anthony Richardson has been gone for a long time, and uh, Minshew's kept them in the hunt. And the two quarterbacks that have, had, have lasted all year long going in the nightcap, and that's Russell Wilson against uh, Jared Goff. So, anyway, playoff implications on both the fantasy side and on the NFL playoff side. So... Three games, Wiz. We'll start with your Vikings um, uh, going to Cincinnati. Uh, interesting game here. I I really like the Bengals, Wiz, in this one. Uh, it's a three-point spread. Uh, Forty and a half is the over-under. Uh, Jake Browning has been terrific. Uh, I am sure the heat will be brought on Jake Browning. I, I see a lot of dump-off passes in this game. Uh, we don't know a lot about Nick Mullins, Wiz, other than that one quarter because he hasn't played a lot of football in the last few years. And I'm going with the home team in this particular game. I think Lou Anarumo uh, is a smart defensive coordinator. He'll try to make life difficult. We'll see how the health of Justin Jefferson plays into this game. But I'm taking the Bengals laying three points with against your Vikings. Do you have any action on this game? No, side and total, I'm a pass on this game. Uh, the middle game is, my, is the one game that I like today. I'm going to take the Steelers with the one and a half points. Uh, I think getting away from home actually is going to do them good. They lost two games against two terrible teams at home. But I think getting on the road will help them uh, actually. Um, it'll give them, I think, a better state of mind for this game. Uh, and I think um, I think the Steelers are going to win this game. So for me, in the middle game is my one pick of the, of the day. I'm going to take the Steelers plus one and a half. In terms of a side of total, do you have any view on this game? So I... <sighs> I, there's a lot last week with watching that Steeler game. I, you know, th- this has come up in conversation a lot when it comes to the Steelers with and Mike Tomlin not having quite full control on his football team. And, you know, between Deontay Johnson taking off plays, George Pickens behavior last week, you know, th- this to me looks like one of those zigzag games where you look at it. If, if Jonathan Taylor was playing, by the way, I'm not sure the spread would be where, what, where it is. Uh, the Colts have been difficult. I think the Steelers are getting a little bit healthier defensively for this particular game. I think you make a valid point that maybe getting away from home. Because here it was in that first game away from uh, Matt Canada, the Steeler offense looked great. And then the last two weeks with Trubisky on the center, it's just been a 
It's just been garbage. It's really been garbage. I mean, Wiz, think of they're the first team in NFL history to lose to two teams in the position that they were, and that was Arizona and New England, so down in the standings. And with the Steelers having a winning record, it is it was you've never seen that before in the NFL. And those are two catastrophic losses, Wiz. I mean, they're going to look back on those games. I I, I I see what you're doing here. You're, you're definitely. I think you're zigging when you're when others are zagging. Um, I think the early money has definitely been on the Colts in this particular game, at least from from what I can tell. Um, but the Steelers are going to have to get this thing righted right, and I think that means Mitch Trubisky coming out and and getting these you know these diva like receivers uh, on the same page because I I just don't like the fact that they've given up in a couple of weeks in a row is. No, I, I I understand that viewpoint. You know, it was a strange game, right? Like the first play of the game, I think T.G. White got concussed yeah. on, on that first tackle, and he wasn't he just wasn't himself. And they gave up 21 points, and then after that, they completely shut the Patriots out. Um, and I think their defense will get on track today. So, um, Steelers for me, you have no view on that game, right? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm staying away from it. Um... No, I, I don't have a view on the game. I, I think it can go in a couple of different directions. I, I like the point that you made. The Steelers getting away from Pittsburgh might be very helpful. So, all right, let's go to the nightcap. Uh, the Lions, last I looked, were laying four and a half in this game, Wiz. Uh, and it's one of the higher uh, over-under point totals uh, at Ford Field, which will be inside. Uh, 48 was the last I saw it at. Do you have a view on this particular game? No, I'm going I'm to pass on the game. I lean Lions. Uh, because I just think there's been so many turnover breaks that have gone Denver's way, and I think over the long run it could even out. I'm not sure if it will even out today. I was leaning Lions. They're just obviously a different team at home. But that being said, four and a half points, I think the line is about right. So I don't see any edge in terms of the line. So I'm going to take a pass on the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions, Wiz, for the, uh, again, at home, Strong, uh, Jared Goff at home, very strong. The Lions are going to be inside the rest of the year. Um, it's something that we looked at at the schedule, seven of their last nine games indoors. Uh, I think a lot of bad coaching decisions were made in terms of uh, play calls in certain situations. Uh, I see Jameer Gibbs being a lot more active in this game. Same thing with Montgomery. They're going to utilize those backs. The, the, the unfortunate part for the Lions was is outside of St. Brown, who's been taken out of the last couple of games, and Laporta, who didn't have a good game last week, um, there hasn't been a lot of receiving options. I, I think they have to lean on on Gibbs out of the backfield receiving. You know, this is a Denver defense that certainly turned itself around uh, from earlier in the year when they gave up 70 points to Miami. Uh, I, I think this is a week where Dan Campbell and the Lions circle the wagons, get back on track, and put an end to the way, and I think you make a fair point, Denver has gotten a lot of breaks in a few games here. I like the Lions laying four and a half in this one, Wiz. All righty, so moving to player props. Um, I only have one for the three games today, and then I'm going to turn it over to you to hear what you have to say and your picks and your views. Now, by the way, Wiz, I have, a, I have a lot. Okay, in three games. Okay, so I'm just going to get – I'm going to give my pick and then just get out of the way and hear what you have to say. So I'm looking at the Vikings roster today, and without Madison um, – it's it's going to be a pass-happy offense. I just feel it's going to be a very pass-happy offense. So with that being said, I'm going to go Nick Mullins 
over over a half an interception. I think Nick Mullins will throw an interception today. Uh, I think he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. The Vikings just don't have the roster to to run the ball um, inside the tackles a lot. Chandler's not that type of player. So without Madison, I one prop play, um, Nick Mullins, to throw one interception today. I'll turn it over to you. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll leave off where – I'll start where you left off uh, in that game. So I agree, passing game. Um, if you look at what happened last week in one quarter – uh, Nick Mullins didn't take his eyes off TJ Hawkinson. Now, I do realize that Justin Jefferson does, didn't play. I don't know what Justin Jefferson is going to look like this week. You know, Again, coming back from the hamstring injury, so conditioning is an issue. Last week, he takes that vicious hit, goes in with a chest injury. They check him out for a lacerated spleen and ribs and all that sort of stuff. So, I, you know, I don't quite trust. I mean, I'm not saying don't start Justin Jefferson, but I don't trust him. But the two guys that I actually trust are two guys that you mentioned uh, well, one guy you mentioned, one guy you didn't. I, I think Hawkinson's going to be a big part. Over 50 and a half TJ Hawkinson yards receiving. And that line on Tyson Chandler receiving with 11 and a half to me looks absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so I'm taking you over, and that's my play of the day, two unit play, over 11 and a half receiving yards for Tyson Chandler in this game with no Alexander Madison. Um, Wiz, did you know that Cortland Sutton has scored a touchdown in seven of the last eight games? Yeah, I mean, I've played any time touchdown with him a few times. It seems that um, Russell Wilson really looks to him once they get into the red zone. And I think with that being said, I mean, you and I both know the Lions on the offensive side of the football, uh, sorry, on the defensive side of the football are not exactly uh, world beaters with that secondary. Uh, So with that said, and the fact that he's had this ridiculous streak, Anytime touchdown for Cortland Sutton is plus 110. Uh, they're paying you to do it. Uh, seven out of eight, lousy secondary for the Lions. So I'm going anytime touchdown uh, for Cortland Sutton. I'm riding hot hands here, Wiz. That's what I'm doing. So Joe Mixon in uh, the last six games, five of them he has had over the total, that his receiving total in this particular game, which is 24 and a half. I know Chase Brown has gotten a lot more involved in the passing attack. I think Chase Brown will be involved again. Uh, he's looking like a weapon out of that backfield to spell Mixon, but I'm going over 24.5 Joe Mixon. I'm also going over 1.5 receptions for Chase Brown. I mentioned Jameer Gibbs, 28.5 yards receiving. I like the over there. Uh, I also talked about Amon Ross St. Brown's slump the last couple of games. I think they will make it a point to get that player the football a lot, uh, especially when he's lined up in the slot. You're not going to see Pat Sertan lined up against him a lot. Over 6.5 receptions, I'm on Russ St. Brown. I'm taking you over there. And my final was one was, um, I know the Steelers are getting a little healthier on defense, but one guy who's been, just been remarkably consistent all year long, and Gardner Minshew looks at him all game long, is Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, over 73 and a half receiving yards. I am taking the over for Michael Pittman Jr. against the Steelers. All right, you are over all the time today in terms of your I, I will say this. The one bet that I am considering under is Justin Jefferson receiving yards, which is at 80 and a half. I just, I just do not trust, uh, one, that there's any kind of synchronicity between him and Mullins. I, I, I do see this being more of a kind of dump-off short-style passing game. There could be, obviously, plays around the line of scrimmage for Jefferson, but... The one place where I am thinking about going under, Wiz, is, is Justin Jefferson receiving yards. I know that sounds crazy, 
But how are we supposed to trust that player after all the idle time? Yeah, here the, the another under the, I mean, one other play that I was going to make, but the line, the line is just not a good line for me. Is I want to play under Javante Williams receptions at three and a half, um, and he, then I look. He's not on the field. It was, it's it's P Ryan all the time, right? It's two, it's it got moved to two and a half, so I'm going to take a pass on it. But if that line does move to three and a half. I will take Javante Williams on the receptions. Uh, do you? Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, I, I know you only picked one. Uh, hearing uh, some of my prop bets for today, and I know uh, it was an exhausting list. I understand that. Uh, is there anything that kind of piques your interest? No, I mean, I, I hear, I looked at, at all the things that you had talked about. Um, my concern with Amon St. Brown is is Patrick Sertan. <laughs> and I'm wondering. You think they're going to move him inside be- more? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if there, is he going to travel with him. Okay. If he travels with him, it could be difficult. If he, if they try and like, um, you know, play him against the, the other receiver and then kind of double cover St. Brown, I actually like St. Brown better for that. So I'm, I'm really interested to keep my eye and see if uh, Patrick Satan travels with him on St. Brown in that game. Okay. Well, yeah, good. Okay. Outstanding. Excellent. All right. Well, that's a wrap. That's our uh, Saturday uh, abbreviated version, uh, in-depth, uh, in-depth abbreviated version uh, in terms of game slate. Uh, and then we're going to come back tomorrow morning, Wiz, with uh, a lot more of the weekend action. So, And we'll get a little bit more clarity maybe on the weather and injuries and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you got it. All right, so Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening. Uh, It's been a fun year so far. Uh, Good luck in the playoffs you're in. I know, Wiz, you're in the playoffs, but you're sitting idle in a couple of leagues uh, with the number one seed. Well done on that. Uh, I had to sweat it out to get into a number of playoffs, but I'm in. Glad to be in. See if we can continue. So good luck to everyone, and uh, have a great Saturday, Wiz. Do the same.